Bring it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, it is. Happy Wednesday to all you fine Buckeye fans out there. I'm Timmy Hall. Bodie Wells back there running the show on the update desk. And our guy, my friend and yours, Tyvis Powell, everybody. Oh, Timothy. How are you, man? I'm just doing so good. I am still just on cloud nine with this Michigan sign-stealing scandal. It's yeah. really, it's unbelievable. It's it's great for us. It's great for me being a <laughs> sports talk show host, especially of the Buckeye show. Yeah. I just think it's great for everybody. We can all come together and really just body slam. You don't think it's a cheating. You know what? You don't think it's a shame that we watching their demise no. right before our no. very eyes? No. You know what? It's be, a pleasure. It'll be very interesting to see how they play this week. Now that, because last week they had the bye week when it came out. But now they have a game this week. I don't even remember who they play, but they play somebody this week. I just want to see. They play Purdue. They don't. Play, they still haven't had a game. Man. They go on the road to Penn State November 11. That's a big Veterans game. Day. Big game. Whoa, baby. It's, I'm sure it'll be a whiteout. Whoa. And even though I'm that's not, already a new that's already a noon kick, by the way. So the Penn new, State game oh is a noon God. kick. I'm not impressed with Penn State anymore. I got to watch. You know, I was at their game last week, actually. When they played Indiana, I'm not impressed with them. Oh, yeah, they clearly struggled. That was a little... Usually you have a letdown after a big win, but we've also seen it to where you have a bit of an embarrassing loss. I don't know if that's embarrassing, getting beat by Ohio State. The way that they were shut down, maybe it gave them a little bit more of a tail-between-our-legs type of feeling where I, I would imagine that does have to be tough for Penn State and their players, where you continue... To get the talk, right? You continue to hear a lot from college football analysts across the country thinking that you are finally there, that you're about ready to take this step. But under James Franklin, they just don't take that step. I don't really think they're ever going to do it. They're going to have to go to the college football playoff and win a game. Or now in the new iteration, because they're not going to make it this year. Yeah. Win games, even if they go next year as a twelve oh, team playoff and win a game. To, that's not to say they won't make it this year. They go, oh, I'm saying that if they beat the Wolverines, they, and they create a, this little could be yeah, one of those three yeah. teams. And they would have to win in a deals. dominant fashion if they win. But that's the thing. I told you. I thought I watched them last week when watching them live in Happy Valley or go up against Indiana. I just walked away and I wasn't impressed because I thought after you lose to Ohio State, you have to, you usually come back because you're upset. You usually come back out and you dominate the next game because you want to get, you got to do it for style points. Now, if you have any chance of making the CFP, you have to win by style points. Obviously, I was on the end of that before when we won the first one. We had to win by style points and against an Indiana team who hasn't won a game in like four or five weeks. Like, I thought that y'all would really come out there and really set the tone. And I just was not impressed. I thought Drew Aller was, I don't think he's really that good. He's not good. I don't no, think he's you good. You can't say that he's good now. Yeah. <laughs> the you've receiver, gotta, their receivers aren't great. Got to make that guy do something. But you he, know, he had three touchdowns and, and one interception when it was all said and done and 20 for 31. But anybody that watched that game, this was not a guy that was threatening down the field. But, I well, mean, it was, again, a 6.8 average you know, per play. But the problem with that is as bad as I thought they looked last week, all I could think about was this team was only beat – Ohio State only beat them by uh, eight points or a touchdown. So that's 
And the biggest difference between Ohio State and Penn State this year was Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> yeah. What does that tell you? What does all that tell you as we get into the it discussion makes, where Ohio State is the number one team, the number one team in last night's it first t- college football it playoff ranking? It tells me that I think that this year every team is closer than a lot of people think. I don't think there's – I still don't think there's a team that's just completely dominated that looks head and shoulder above everybody else. I think this year of all years that I've watched college football – this is as wide open as it's ever been. I can see any team winning the CFP this year. Yeah, and when you say that about Penn State having a possibility to get back into it, I'm less inclined to think so because of these other teams that are out there. Mm-hmm. You even see what they did to a team like Texas, right? Yeah. Having the loss to Oklahoma, but they like Texas. And even looking at Washington, right? Washington and Oregon. There's there's too many other teams. Well, yeah. You had not every season. Clearly, everyone knows that every season is different. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to go and analyze what teams were doing what in every particular year. And just just because you're a one-loss team now doesn't mean that you've got the same opportunities as maybe another good one-loss team 10 years ago. Well, it depends on what's going on around you. Well, I mean, when you if you go off a of strength of schedule, I mean, their only tough game left is the Wolverines. That's, I'm talking Penn State. So that's why they would have to go out there and completely win. They have to win by like 30 points for them to even climb back into this thing or have a chance. But I think I think Alabama obviously they got the champion their championship game. Ole Miss plays Georgia. The uh, Washington plays USC this week, so mm-hmm. it's it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't rule them out of it. Um, obviously, November is they, a lot of crazy things happen in the month of November, so they just have they have to control their own destiny. I tell you that. But after this season, it doesn't matter because the the new Big Ten, pl- what is it? the Big Ten Plus? What is it? What's it called? Oh, what the the Flex Plus? Yeah, man. it's not. But they changed it because they already had to blow it up because saying, Oregon no, and Washington came no, in. What I'm saying is they did them a solid because now they don't have to worry about playing Ohio State and the Wolverines in the same year. So they always have a shot at winning, going to the Big Ten championship. That's I truly believe. That's why they did that. Because the one thing that I wanted. You wanted that Penn wanted, State, yeah, Ohio State rivalry? I would have liked that. They, they they would never, they're never going to have right. a chance to be Big Ten champions. I don't care about them. I'm just... I agree with you. But I, the, I think it's a, it's typically it's, a nice game. It's still a nice game. It's, now, Timothy, it's helping Ohio State get this number one ranking right now. So yeah. at least I give Penn State that respect. Timothy, you want, your, you want your conference to look completely dominant. You have to... Take your th- arguably your third best team and give them a shot every year at making it to the Big Ten championship. You have to because if you don't, if you don't make them play the team up north and Ohio State in the same year, now you get that possibility of Ohio yeah. State versus the yeah. Wolverine back to back. Well, and it'll it'll be interesting now to see you know how how the rotation looks right, yeah, and to see if there is a little bit more parity. In the first few years, mm-hmm. just what this looks like not having divisions. I did not think that's where this was going to go in this first segment, but it has. And I embrace that. <laughs> well, I embrace I, that because a lot, of, a lot is changing. And I'm already starting to think about, and you probably did too, when the rankings came out, what does it look like in the 12 team sense? And Penn State is in the picture. You know, they are. They're they in the picture. Here, yeah. It just shows where they are. This is something that I think it's why it helps college football because Penn State has been so close for so long. I guess the detractors would say you're just gifting it to them. You are. You're gifting it to them for doing nothing. I guess you're not entirely wrong in that sense, but let's see what they're able to do 
when everything is heightened a little bit and they actually get a playoff game and have to go on the road, do they still continue to pee down their leg and <laughs> well, lose you, in an unimpressive I, fashion? We'll see. I'll tell you what. I talked to your cousin today, Mike Hall, and he was explaining to me. <laughs> tell him I said hi. <laughs> yeah, I See will. him at the barbecue. We was planning our show for Saturday, but um, I was talking to him and he was explaining to me how he's not a fan of them getting rid of East and West. Because he feels like it essentially gets rid of the teams that your mid tier teams, like the teams that's five through twelve, like it eliminates Understand. it eliminates yeah. them even having a chance. Sure does. And yeah. I told him my response was, "This is a dog eat Play dog better. world. We don't <laughs> yeah. care about participation trophies. Yeah, you better go recruit better and develop better because that's where I we're agree. at. I agree, man. And th- there still is enough at the top. Again. You'll be interested to see what the rotational schedules do for building up your own teams, right? And seeing how many you can get into a 12-team college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Forget about just winning the Big Ten. Only one one team is going to be able to win the Big Ten, and you could have three or four in this conference in a given year that are good enough to win the national championship yeah. as you move on to the future. Do you think USC is going to do well in the big team? I don't I don't know. <laughs> don't they look terrible? This is a, it's a problem for Lincoln. <laughs> really, is it not? This He got to figure it like Alex that. Grinch, it, I mean, it, he got to figure this defensive thing because he's coming to a conference where they care about defense. Oh man! Like, so, I can't wait to get our paws I, on them. Very interesting. Right? Like to right see r- next USC year, do. let's go. We're not playing them next year, are we? No, no, I don't think so. I'm interested. I can't wait. Not a, or I think Oregon to do well because me playing them before and them obviously playing us a couple of years ago. Like I think they actually do have a physical side. So look, Tyvis, with with last night's rankings, you got Ohio State number one, Georgia. Michigan, Florida State rounds out your top four there. Mm -hmm. You are in this. I talked about this yesterday when I was on with Common Man, how I always wonder when you've been living in a world where there's the AP poll and the coaches poll for much of the season. And I question how much each individual member of the committee is really able to watch. Are you watching every play, every down? Are you paying attention to the top storylines for those teams throughout the whole college football season? Because you're all real people that have jobs. And I understand how hard <laughs> that can be in, in being a so-called expert, right, yeah. on Ohio State football is a hard enough job in the middle of a college football season when you do have a family, you do have kids in school, you got, you know, people to take care of, people that depend on you. I understand it. So I wonder about that and how much they would piggyback off of the polls that are already out there. But no, they went they went on their own. And we talked about that too. How that, that could be a thing where you want to be different than them. Mm-hmm. And they put Ohio State number one. But it's the rare case where you can really make a good, strong debate that Ohio State does need to be the number one overall team with who they've beaten. But you can also at the same time have this feeling in the pit of your stomach and say, oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> no, they got, they, I, don't, I don't know if this is a well, locked anything, team to win. It's not a lock to win a national championship. I can tell you that right well, now. Experts sure have them favored too. All it does is... It, it ain't no lock. It gives them a big target on their back. But if you're going off a of strength of schedule, they do have the best wins out of the, the top undefeated teams. No doubt. I completely agree. And it's why I think they should be number one because of that, they might not be the most pretty-looking team. We're not going to argue about that, but they've beaten the teams that are in front of them. Notre Dame road win, Penn State win, and the best is yet to come, hopefully. If you hadn't heard it yet, we'll give you the latest with the sign-stealer guy. 
And those are the words of a real Division One head coach who you'll hear from next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. The only radio station still operating with an active booze cart. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. The fan. Ohio sports destination. Where every segment is another Buckeye surprise. You've got the Buckeye Show. Timmy Hall, Tyvis Powell, hanging out with all you guys tonight. We appreciate it. We are sponsored by CareSource here on the Buckeye Show and by Schottenstein Roofing. Get the best and still pay less. So when this whole Central Michigan thing started to happen, I mean, come on. Just come on, right? I mean, there he is. He's got different facial hair. We're looking at the the Michigan staffer who's been suspended, air quotes, more on that. Yeah, Connor the Italian Stallions. He's out there, possibly, at the Central Michigan-Michigan State game on September 1st. He's on their sideline wearing their gear. This is getting out of hand. Like at first, I'm not gonna lie, it was it was funny. You know, it was like, oh wow, that's a that's a shame that they did that. Like, why would they do something like that? But to the hypes that they went with this thing, like that that's ridiculous. This man dressed up as a, a Central Michigan staffer and, and was and was there. And the fact that these photos have been blown up, they're all over social media, they're straight from the broadcast, all right? So they're not doctored. Like they were video clips, you know, you can review what all did? sorts of different camera angles, Damn. which is what kind of they do, right? With their sign stealing scandal, make sure they can get whatever they they need. That's the whole point. They're getting to certain vantage points, whether they buy tickets in a certain spot in the stadium high up enough, like on one side of the bench and the other side of the bench, they can look at the other side, get the signals, match them with the plays but that they're running. The, this is the craziest part. If they took all that time and energy and put it in the into actually coaching, coaching <laughs> man, they, they probably would have been oh. had a national championship by now. I mean, what they're doing, if they just have somebody watch tape, like, a lot of that stuff you can figure out from just watching tape. You don't even really need to see the sign. You can look at the formation, study the tendencies, see what they do in this formation, right. and have a great idea what's about to happen. Amen. That's typically what every football player does. But the cheating part, like, to know, like, I'm, we about to sell out. We do, we look so bad as a program that we have to just cheat because we have no shot of going straight head to head with these teams. Like, that, that's, that's a shame. That's really a shame. You know what I hate? They, I, I hate the, if you ain't cheating, you, you ain't, ain't trying. Try. Where, where the hell did that come from? I don't know. What loser created that phrase? I don't know. But a this real is, big fat loser the, the that thing couldn't is this. win. The thing that's is, who. The thing is, if you got to cheat like this, like if that's where you at, then you're just not the right guy for the job. No, cheat, How about that? Like you're just not the right person. Cheating on purpose, right? And sometimes like we might... There's so many different levels to it. Like, no, who, it who among us hasn't taken like one answer to a quiz at one point in their lives? <laughs> Are you talking about small time school? Yeah, like you like snuck, uh, you were lost on something, and maybe you were told by your teacher like you got to do your own work. Maybe it was homework or something. Well, that, and that, you that's, called that, your buddy. And you're like, look, like, can you give me the answer to every, number nine? Everybody, tried it. Everybody tried was it. doing that. Yeah, can't do it. <laughs> this is this is this is systematic, right? <laughs> This is we're, years. We're just a, it's a level to cheating. <laughs> we're going. We're going on the road. We're buying. Did he go to you know a thrift shop to pick up the Chippewas? I never heard. Nobody. Did he just steal it right from the locker this, room? This is up there with the Johnny Manziel going to the Vegas thing. That's where this at. 
fake mustache and fake glasses to go to go to the casino. Well, you know, like it's in it's in movies, right? Like if it's J- Jason Bourne, he's got to kill a janitor, right, and then take the janitor's uniform to blend in. This is is sad. he like offing a guy in the locker room? And then <laughs> is there some poor staffer? For Central Michigan, that's stuffed in a locker somewhere, and then he's on. The, they might want to check. And then he's on the team photo today. He's in the team photo, but he was supposed today. to be suspended. The Detroit Free Press even was writing about that. How that got blown up. We saw. I pray. Berms. That was, I pray that that was like earlier in the year. Uh, no, man. The photo went out today. Like, there's it was no way. A photo hits <laughs> right. I guess we can't no know way. for sure because someone posted a photo today. But I'll have to pull that up. I'll have to pull the description up on that in a second. But first, we go uh, to Jim McElwain. He's kind of slid, right? He was the head coach at Florida. Now he's coaching the Central Michigan Chippewas. But this, just listen to how the head coach talks about this situation. About how Connor, the scallywag scallions, <laughs> is possibly on his sideline when they play Michigan State earlier this year. <laughs> He really, in the fact that they didn't come right out and say and see the pictures, like, oh yeah, that's that's Bob, you know, that's uh, Bobby Taylor. He's the assistant to the traveling secretary. He's always there, or is the assistant to our strength and conditioning coordinator. Listen to Jim McElwain. Now, before we go any farther, uh, we've obviously are aware of a uh, picture floating around so with the the uh, the sign stealer guy. Um, you know, our people are doing everything they can to get to the bottom of it. Uh, we're unaware, totally unaware of it. Uh, I certainly don't condone it uh, in any way, shape, or form. And, uh, you know, I do know that his name was on none of the passes that were let out. Um, now we just keep tracing it back and tracing it back and try to figure it out. But it's in good hands with our people. Um, and, again, uh you know, there, there's there's no place in football for that. Oh man, the, what, <laughs> the hold on the part where he doesn't know what to call the dude, <laughs> the the, uh, the sign stealer guy. <laughs> <laughs> that that's funny. It's perfect. That's what I would call him. I don't want to use this guy's name. I'm, I'm slimy just talking about him. <laughs> That's sad for the rest of his life when they see him. You're the guy that stole the signs for the, for the Wolverines. That's crazy, man. That, what a way to go out. All what Jim Harbaugh has done for the past couple of years to build that program, and it's all about to just go to shambles. So Santa Ono tweeted out a photo just yesterday. Team 144 are our team. It's a big Michigan football team photo, right? Deep down, your players must know you care about them. This is the most important thing. They know in the long run, I'm in their corner. It's a quote he posted. Hashtag go blue. And I saw, I first saw Jeremy Birmingham, who covers Buckeye recruiting, friend of the show. Berm does a great job. He posts it and says, is that? No. Wouldn't be. Couldn't be. And way in the back, it, it looks like skip scap scallywags. It looks like Connor Connor Stallions back there. There's no and, way that, that picture was recent. That was taken today. Well, Berm does does some more. He said, "There's no way to prove when this photo was taken." This is him writing, tweeting on his thread here earlier this week. Uh, he said, "The earlier this week comment in Ono's post and the winter jackets by coaches would at least make you believe it's pretty recent." And then he said, "It appears the photo was originally posted on October 13th." and repurposed for a tweet last night. Still somewhat short-sighted to post a photo with Stallions in it, isn't it? 
And then Bernetta, I liked his apology. I apologize for assuming that this photo was from this week. I didn't consider that the Michigan admin would be so arrogant out of touch to post a photo designed to flip the bird to the parties investigating them that would still include the rogue staffer. I will do better. I love a good non-apology. That's great. Oh, that's no, there's there's no There's no fault on, on our side now with how out of hand this story has gotten. It does make this year's game very quite, very interesting, and I can't wait. I can't wait either, my friend. Our 10 TV sports anchor, I know Dave Holmes can't wait as well. He's going to join us next, and we're going to talk about something I know both he and you, Tyvis, are excited to see this weekend. Me, not so much. We'll say what up, Holmes, to Dave next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Ever have one of those creepy neighbors who's always getting in your business? That's the team up north. The fan, Ohio sports destiny. Where Timmy Hall can start swooning over Aaron Kraft any second. It's the Buckeye Show. Yeah, he is good. And that's timely, too, because basketball is on the mind. How about it? College basketball season starts on Monday. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's right. That's your favorite time of the year. Yeah, we will be here Monday at 6 o'clock getting ready for Ohio State taking on Oakland, the university from up outside of Detroit, north of Detroit. Beamer saw a concert up there. He says it's quite a lovely town. Richland Hills, maybe, might be the town that it's in, the area in Detroit. I might have that wrong. Never been. But I'll, I'll I'll look that up. You Detroiters are yelling at me right now if I got the name of that that village wrong. Sweet Waters in Detroit, Gross Point Park. It's yeah. a good spot too. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't know. Gross Point Blank, the movie with John Cusack. Which who is that? I'm, I was gonna I was gonna venture to guess that you missed that movie. He's a what's good it, actor. You remember Con? You remember Con Air? Could you have seen Con Air? A young Dave Chappelle fell out of an airplane in Con Air, landed really? on someone's car like 30,000 feet below. No, he was a crazy it. character in that movie. I would love to. You Maybe I should go back and oh, watch it. Oh, Con Air is, I mean, pe- again, people yelling at the radio right now, you back me up on that. That Con Air is just a, as the, classic as an action movie gets. What's his Nick name? Cage and John Cusack. It's peak Nicholas Cage know, with long hair. I know who Nicholas Cage is. The bunny down. Oh. I mean, it is great. It's great. And that's that's John Cusack, pretty much in his prime as well. Let he me, plays the FBI agent oh, or the me, cop. Let me look. That's getting at him. But no, don't you look at that later because we're uh, we're efforting our man Dave Holmes. Usually, this is the time for what up, Holmes. Every single Wednesday at six nineteen, we talk to our guy. He's out on assignment tonight, so we had to get him on the cell. And the crew are starting up their playoff action. So he's out there. We thought we were going to be able to to drive with him. But I could tell you this, what I teased, you and him, both very excited for this. Me, not so much. The fact that our guy, Chase Young, mm. has now been shipped to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you kidding me? First of all, it's shocking that a team that I thought looked that good, they looked that good to everybody, though, at 6-0. and Cool. The San Francisco 49ers. And now they've lost three straight games. You mess around with the Cleveland Browns, I guess you're not going to walk right again, right? And that's what it's like for San Fran. But Bosa and Chase on the same defensive line, ooh, man. Man, I tell you what, they always, it seems like San Francisco always makes a move at the trade. It's like two years in a row because they got CMC last year. I don't know if it was at the deadline, but 
yeah, when they make these trades, man, it's always a splash move that helps them and and, and catapults them into the postseason. So, obviously, Chase, if he gets back to what he was, which actually he's actually quietly been having a good season, if he gets back to who he was as a rookie, man, that's scary with him, Hargraves, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. They, they hold D-line is all first-rounders, kind of like – how the commanders was everybody was a first round pick (laughs) it's right yeah they had a heck of a good looking defensive line and then to just send away chase young who again like he'd been ouchy he'd been injured maybe not reaching he wasn't reaching the level that you would expect from a number two overall pick a franchise changing type of guy Mm -hmm. you wanted a nick bosa type of changer with chase young and it wasn't that but now clearly washington is just sending them all away so we got our guy here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, Dave Holmes, out to cover some crew, here to talk some Buckeyes with us as well. Dave, uh, we're still just, we're relishing in the Connor Stallion saga. I know you saw the update where he might have been on the sidelines at Central Michigan earlier this year, watching the Michigan State Spartans. Where where are you with this, and how does it start to bleed into how you prepare for getting uh, ready to watch the game when Ohio State goes up there to Ann Arbor later on. Well, it turns out Connor Stallions is like Forrest Gump, and he's in the background of every single key piece of historical footage. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is wild to me. It's one of my favorite stories. Um, of course, it's always a little fun just to revel in Michigan's misery, but it, it's really comical to see. It's kind of a microcosm of society, whether it's religion, politics, or maybe even the most polarizing of them all, college football. Um, it, it's wild to see... What everyone else sees, which is clearly something's not right here and not normal. And then to see what a fan base in Ann Arbor who's hung its hat on being the moral authority of college sports all these years, how they see it so differently. And and it really is kind of the times we're living in to where people have their own truths and such. But it, it is crazy to see this fan base in Ann Arbor try to reconcile this and go from, well, nothing was happening to, well, everyone does this to, well, that's not actually him. I mean, it's it's just crazy to see the coping mechanisms. Yeah. Well, Dave, you do know that that you're the reason that this happened, right? You inspired this. Did you know that? He went up there and made fun of him. Yeah, you, you know, decided, before every you, game, right? You decided to you dress up as a reporter, which you don't have to do that. You know, you that's who you are. But yeah. you went up there and, and tricked them into believing that you was a reporter from their team. <laughs> it's a great bit, by the way. And yeah, it's yeah. it, it was very funny. This. Very funny. And they took that because they watched tape and they saw what you did and they applied it to football. So technically, you're the reason to blame, Dave. I can see that. Jim Harbaugh, I believe he said at Big Ten Media Day, I'm going to beat Dave Holmes or die trying, I think was the quote. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he wasn't going to let me get over on his fan base. Yeah, it's so funny. I would go up there and do that thing. where I, all I, told, I never lied. I just said, hey, guys, I'm a local sports reporter, which I am. And then I would get them to talk trash about Ohio State and Ryan Day and then reveal that I'm actually from Columbus. And it was funny. The kids were good. I mean, you know, I got them to do goofy things, and they trusted me, and I'm a terrible person for it. But, yeah, I mean, it it is interesting, though, to see Harbaugh, you know, who kind of came out strong with the denial right away, and now everyone's been real quiet since then. You know, I saw where, you know, Jesse Minter, their defensive coordinator, said today he can't comment on it. And I kind of get that. If the NCAA is investigating, they'd probably tell you don't. But at the same time, if your only comment is it's absolute lies, none of it's true, that's pretty easy to give in almost every single case. Like if I was wanted for murder 
and my lawyer said, don't talk, I would still feel comfortable saying, yeah, but I didn't do it. <laughs> That's not that hard to say. So yeah. it's just, it's interesting how, oh, I can't talk about it. Well, can you? Can you not? I don't know. Can I don't you? know, you Dave. You can, you can incriminate yourself by saying <laughs> you didn't do it in all the ways that you're innocent, right? Yeah, I've, right. I've never really understood that one either. Do, can, where can people, do you have any of those old bits that you would do uh, talking to the Michigan kids? Are they on your yeah, Twitter but, feed at all? So, you know, yeah, they would be on the Twitter feed. Uh, and what's wild is they're also on my TikTok feed, which is the easiest place to find them because I've only ever put like three videos on TikTok. Are you so serious? Very, yeah, I put, I put something on TikTok every six months just to try to be younger than I am. It's my equivalent <laughs> of wearing a hat backwards. So what's the handle? Uh, it's at Dave Holmes TV. At Dave Holmes TV. All right, there you go. So- and just like that, we added minimum two TikTok followers to my account. You you still got a long way to go before you you pass former Buckeye basketball legend Jimmy Sotos. So That's keep right. going, and you'll get there. I, I got one more for you. How do you think? Because you went to Ryan, you're at Ryan Day's press conference. You're getting ready to cover the game at Rutgers. They're moving on this week, but with all this that's going on with Michigan, it does kind of take a little bit of that prior. Not all of it. Again, this is where I come out and say you still lost those games, but mm-hmm. with this happening. But if you're Ryan Day, going into this coming up game after Thanksgiving, does this make put the pressure a little bit more on you that you have to fulfill? You've got to beat the cheating bloodsucker scoundrels on the road or else? How do you view that? Yeah, it's it's the most interesting game in the rivalry we've seen in maybe two decades. Honestly, probably since the, the one versus 206 matchup, honestly. Because Ryan Day, while not given a total reprieve here by the fans, now at least has an asterisk next to the last two. Now, Ohio State's tackling and defensive approach the last couple of games against Michigan was pretty horrendous, and that has nothing to do with stealing signs. Missing tackles has nothing to do with stealing signs. But there's still now a cloud above those two games that you don't know how much it matters. And I'm sorry, if it didn't matter, you wouldn't do it. People don't cheat if it doesn't work. So it mattered somewhat. Would they have won the game? We don't know. But I think it gives Ryan Day at least an out. And then three years ago, obviously, was the COVID game that Michigan came down with the the flu. Um, So the last three years are kind of cloudy in Ryan Day's legacy. This is a big game for him. If he goes up there and beats Michigan by two touchdowns, you almost wipe the slate clean. And then there's going to be all this, well, yeah, the only reason he won is because he cheated. On the contrary, if you go up there and lose to him by two touchdowns, now Michigan is going to shove it down your throat (laughs) and say, cheating, no cheating, doesn't matter, we beat you three straight. So. It is going to be a huge game for legacy and reputation and bragging rights. Dave, did it's the, hot. Real quick, Dave, did the commit? Did the CFP get it right? Putting the Buckeyes one. Yeah, and and I don't necessarily think they're the best team of the country right now, the way they're playing. But I think just from resume, they have the two best wins plus a win at Wisconsin, the best defense in that group. So I, I don't know who else you would have put number one. I I don't think there's a clear cut number one team, which is why we're going to settle it on the field. But yeah, I'm good with them being one as of now, based on the wins they've had. Dave, have fun covering the crew tonight. Playoff time. We'll talk some college basketball next week, buddy. We're both big fans. Buckeyes start on Monday. Love it. Sounds good, man. All right, there he goes. Our friend Dave Holmes, 10 TV anchor on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. It pained me to see what, what happened. Did he die? Oh, wow. There's a tease here. Is this real?
Yeah. It's real? Yeah. All right. A very big uh, death in the world of collegiate sports. That's a that's an odd tease. I understand that. But Tyvis just handed me his phone and was like, whoa, that's a big name. You folks have might uh, might have seen it already. And also, it pained me to see this list we're about to share with you. And it pained me more that a Buckeye was involved. That's next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. We're the girthiest radio station in the history of radio. Uncomfortably girthy. This promo is uncomfortable. The Fan, Ohio's girth destiny. Fan. Brace yourselves for more Buckeye banter. This is the Buckeye Show. Timmy and Tyvis, all good. Here on a Wednesday night. Hope everybody's well out there. Just a quick reminder, if you jumped into the show even just 10 minutes late, you missed some of the good stuff off the top, it's always going to be right there for you. 15 minutes after the show is done, it gets uploaded into podcast land. Anywhere you get your audio, just search The Buckeye Show, and we will be there. A lot of nights, it has my good friend Tyvis Powell along for the ride with me. That was that was so kind of funny slash jarring. You... I would have done the same thing if I'm on the phone and I see a legend like that passes away. Maybe the biggest lightning rod, the most polarizing. Would you agree with me here? He's a fiery guy. Most fiery, polarizing, lightning rod type of college football slash basketball coach. Mm -hmm. Throw them both in there. Just throw coaches in general, professional collegiate. Bobby Knight passes away at the age of 83. An Ohio guy. An Ohio State Buckeye, and then he went on. And look, I've I've said what I you know my viewpoints and my thoughts about the way Bobby Knight did it. it was a different era back then, but you know, very old school. Very mentality. that would be an understatement. I'll leave that where that is. But the fact that Bobby Knight passes away—that's a major story. I am a college basketball lover in my heart, and this guy won national championships. Yes, he did. And then as the years ticked past. You talk about some interesting reading material with just his methods and how it was done and all the different stories and his relationship with Coach K. It just, it never ends with Bobby Knight. But to have this guy, he's connected to Ohio State basketball, of course. And then he went on and did what he did and his career at Indiana and in the Big Ten. And yeah, he's an example, Tyvis, too, of how you had to change, right? And he, he didn't. did it, he didn't did want to. Yeah. He did a little, uh, he did some commentating and it was entertaining to listen to. Uh, Brent Musburger and Bobby Knight had that run on ESPN where he mm-hmm. would he traded in the red sweater, I think, for a green sweater with the ESPN logo, the four letter on it. Yeah. Did that for a while, and that was entertaining for me to watch. And I can remember, like, no bigger fan of the shot fake, you know? The guy, he's a good shot fake here, yeah, shot around. fake, get hit your defender in the air, air boom, watch the you. shot fake there. Yeah. He goes around. Nothing beats a good shot fake. I admire that. That's true. The basketball acumen. It is true. It is true. <laughs> If you're not hitting your guy with a shot fake, Ugh, you know, I mean, head fake, shot fake, get the guy off his feet. You should do it almost every time unless you've got a wide open look going in. Then uh, get your man moving. But Bobby Knight, how about that? Your thoughts, Tyvis? Yeah, I just it, it's sad for the basketball world. Um, you can't take away what he did. I mean, he was a he's definitely a legendary coach. If you know college basketball, even a young me, I mean, you know Bobby Knight. So you just, you know how fiery he was and how he got the best out of his players. You might not agree with it, but that's what he did, and he will be missed. Um, 
And yeah, that's a legend. That's definitely a legend for sure. Whether you like him or not, you still got to respect what he was able to accomplish in his coaching career. It's it's one of those things where I think depending on how old you are and if you trace back your sports fandom, right, Tyvis? Mm-hmm. Like I've got a few years on you, but it's not like we've got this crazy age gap. But also my my adoration for college basketball, like really like paying attention to every single yeah. season of college basketball for as long as I remembered. And then when I knew I wanted to go to Kansas, like it's just, it's all in right. The Jayhawks. But in, uh, in 2000, when he was ending his time, I say when he was ending his time, because yeah. really it's all the way he was right. I mean, you really, if you go back and watch old you, clips of his shows that he would do his coaches shows, wild stuff. I mean, Colorful language does not do it justice. It's just the, how pissed off he always looked. Just never looked happy about anything, but could coach that many wins. It worked. Says something about our society then and now. It worked. For it long. worked for a long time, but then it stopped working. But when he ended his time at Indiana, that was one of the top five biggest stories I can remember. Like in my entire life as a sports fan. And I can still remember what he was accused or what he accused the the kid in the lunch hall or wherever they were at IU, what what set him off? It was how the kid said, Hi Knight. That's it. Like those two words. Hi Knight. The fact that he didn't say Coach Knight or Mr. Knight. And I understand that I actually can get behind a, a little res- bit. Of a respect. Of a respect type of thing. And then it was like a shove. Who the heck knows like how you know how how that scene actually went unless you were there, but that that ended his time ultimately at IU, and then he had the run at Texas Tech, and then and now, on to being a commentator. Nowadays, I don't think players even say the word coach now. Hey, Kev, Dake, Ryan. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Really? I'd be You'd be shocked. The only coach that I know that they said coach before was Urban. Coach Meyer. That's you don't, what, that was it. Outside of that. What's your take on that? I don't know. It's, what, just whatever? Yeah. If it's not, if it's just the way that our times are changing, yeah, it's yeah, not it meant... Because you can... It's different if there's if you can hint that there's a lack of respect. That's like right? It's like in the NFL. Like I never called him Coach Carroll. I said Pete. What yeah, up? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with yeah. that. So it's not a lack of respect or anything. You're just you're two adults. You right. know, yeah, respecting one another. You mean you're you're still you can go with the coach. That's fine. I gotta I gotta fit this in here. I could not believe this. I, I couldn't know, I, believe you this. You t- sent uh, Twitter in the uproar. As as the kids say, Tyvis, come get your boy. Right? <laughs> Come get your man. <laughs> this, Listen, some you, things are wrong he here. Got a, he got a lot on his <laughs> mind. He, he's expecting a kid now. Uh, so I, don't, I don't care about all that. It's a lot on his mind. You've got to look, and I tweeted this out. So at Tim Hall 971 this is like three tweets down on my timeline. I retweeted our, from our, our friend, very dear friend, Joshua Perry. He's at RIP underscore JEP. <laughs> he said, my guy, Jake Butt, Jay Booty, and I made our Halloween candy picks. Likes, dislikes, let us know. I don't know if that was in jest or what. I kid you not. Joshua's top three candies, Werther's Originals, <laughs> Tootsie Rolls, and Double Bubble Gum. That's, that's it. That's the top. So I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on right there. And then you look at Jake Butt. He comes in with Almond Joys from the top ropes. What? And then Reese's. Okay, good. And then Chocolate Covered Raisins. We're one for six. 
<laughs> We're one for six. This is they did this for clickbait. What? This is clickbait. I don't care what nobody say. There's your Big no Ten way. Network guys. There's there. no way. You know what? When oh. I get when I get off here, I'm a Facetime him. There's no way he truly believes. This. That's unbelievable, right? I said, <laughs> all in joy. I when I see that, I was floored. I said, Jake. I, you know what? I'll see Jake this Saturday. I'll be like all the joy of all things. Oh my goodness. Well, Tyvis, thank you so much, man, and. Good on you for seeing the Bobby Knight headline. Hey man, you got to watch Twitter. Yeah, you X. do. Excuse yeah, me. You got to you got to be on the X. So so coming up, the crew start their playoff journey. They host Atlanta tonight at seven thirty. Coverage starts next, and at about ten p.m. after that, on the money. So some gambling advice, news, notes, tips, all that. And at eleven, it's the Browns preview show. And at midnight, a little thing called you'll see. Happy birthday, Ma! Let's go to Schmidt's Crew Soccer coming up next. No hot takes, no dancing, plenty of stupid Bishop and Friends. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fan Ohio Sports Destiny.